Welcome to the Say Yes Anyway podcast. These are conversations from the heart where you just know you have to say yes to it, even if it truly makes no sense. So maybe there's something in you that you've been thinking about, that you've been wanting to pursue, that you've been wanting to go after, and it just it's just this inkling, like you got to do it. And I just want to encourage you that there are so many people on the Say Yes Anyway podcast and all over the world that have said yes to something that's led them to where they are today, myself included. And so I hope that this doesn't just inspire you, yet it empowers you to take a step of action in your own life. So this is a very special episode, and honestly, this is something that I've been very excited about and also dragging my feet because it's so incredibly raw right now. So for those of you who don't know, well, first off, um, I just want to share, I was inspired. I was listening to a, a podcast with Ed Milet the other day, and he shared this quote, and he said, out of suffering have emerged the strongest souls. The most massive characters are seared with scars. And that was by Khalil Gibram, something like that. Anyway, you can look it up if you'd like. But yeah, there was just something so deep in me that resonated where really realizing that, wow, those that have been through trials and tribulations really are the strongest souls. And I don't know about you, but for myself, successes are great. I love them. I love seeing people's wins. I mean, Hey, I'm a coach. I, you know, I rally people and I cheer people on into their greatest wins and into their greatest life. And at the same time, I really realize that those that have only had successes, which we all have setbacks yet, those that have really been through trials, those are people that I want to listen to because I want to know how you got to the other side and how you became the person that you are. I want to know how it's built your character. I want to know that when you go through another hard thing, because you will, that you're going to get through. And so this episode is something that is dear to me because it is all about what I've learned from getting hit by a drunk driver and how it's changed my life in an instant. So those uh, that actually don't know is just in December, 2023. So right now is um, February actually of 2024. And so almost two months ago, I was hit by a drunk driver and it changed my whole entire life. And all to say, I think we always have these thoughts of, oh, that will never happen to me. Or yeah, if something like that happens, then I'll get back up and it won't be that hard. And the reality is, is there are so many things in our lives that we cannot control that actually happen to us. And at the same time, it is what we do with them that actually matters. What are we going to do with these circumstances that get in the way? What are we going to do with these really hard situations that pop up that we had no control over? And so I want to share with you some things I've really been sitting in things that I've been learning, things that I've been wrestling with, because in all honesty, this has been a very hard season. And those that know me, I'm very positive. I'm very optimistic. I see things with rose colored glasses and going through so many hard, hard things through life. I've also realized that, wow, I'm human. And this instant has brought me to another deeper place of my humanness. And it's allowed me to trust deeper at the same time as cry every single day, because I do, and know that it is really difficult. And it's also a really beautiful opportunity at the same time. So this number one thought of 
your life can change in an instant. It really can. And that is the thing that even now it's like, whoa, like here I was, I was driving, turning into a parking lot and somebody right behind me just did not slow down. And they went faster and faster and faster. I didn't even see it coming. I literally felt the hit. My car was spinning and um, hair head flapping everywhere. You know, airbags go off. It pulls out my hair. It like, you know, head is hitting the the ceiling of the car and so many different things. My brain was hurting. Like I was so discombobulated. I had no idea what the heck was going on. And I just remember in that moment, I, I, I got out and I called um, for, there were people, I could tell that there were people, they were all blurry, but I was like, please call 911. Somebody was on it. And I sat down and I just began crying. I didn't know what actually even happened, but I knew uh, this was a traumatic event. So all to say, now that this has happened, I've reflected back and I'm like, whoa, our life truly is a vapor. You know, there was even a season that my house had burnt down and um, that was definitely not in my control. That was due to somebody else and arson to our neighbors and all this stuff. And with this situation, all to say, I also didn't realize because even when you're in the moment, you're like, okay, great. I got hit by this, this car. I'm in the hospital. I got CT scan, uh, MRI, x-rays. And yes, they were problems. And yes, they found things in my body. And they were like, oh, you definitely need help. You need, you know, to see specialists. You need, this is affecting you. You have a concussion and all that stuff. And at the same time, good news is I, my brain, I didn't have a traumatic brain injury, like fully, which is so good. And at the same time, what I've learned is now with being two months in, my life is not the same. Everything in my life has changed. And I'll go more into that. But just that reminder for you of like, how are we living our life? How are we living our life right now in this moment? Because we don't have, we don't have yesterday, you know, that already happened. And we also don't have tomorrow. We don't know. And the thing that I think about is, so I was actually driving in my parents' vehicle. They're amazing. And I thought about it later because my car, if I was driving my actual car, I would have been so incredibly stuffed. I don't even think that I would be here. So every day I woke, I wake up now with gratitude of I am here and I am alive. And I'm so grateful for that. And how often is it that we even think about that gratitude of, whoa, like our next breath, our breath that we have right now, I am so thankful for. And I think sometimes it takes traumatic events like this for us to realize that. And I'm here to flip that switch. I mean, yes, I had a wake up call and that reminder of today we have today and we have right now and we don't know what tomorrow brings. And yes, that is cliche, but in all reality, this shook me up from it even more. So I want to challenge you even in that of what does that look like for you? You know, and cause we really don't know. And number, number two, uh, what I really learned is that our bodies and our brains are so resilient and at the same time, it takes time. So with this situation, even, you know, like days after the incident, a uh, couple of weeks after the incident, my whole body was aching, like my head throbbing, my neck throbbing, my all the way down my spine to my lower back, my hips just throbbing. 
And I would even try to get on a work meeting and my head was hurting. I was so spacey. I could not think correctly. And I was jumping from thing to thing. And I would have to, it was like I was in a 15 minute conversation and I would just have to stop. And then I would either cry or I would just have to go lay down and take a nap. And I was like, oh my gosh, if every like 15 minutes of any kind of output I do and I have to recover either that same amount of time or more, this is insane. So really realizing that, and that was something I was so hard on myself. Like even, so now it is a couple months in and up until a week ago, like I could not think probably more than 15 minutes on a specific thing. Like brain would start hurting. Um, I feel the tension in my body, in my system, in my, you know, upper back, in my neck, all of it. And this is not my normal. My normal is being able to focus clearly, is being able to strategize, is being able to use my brain, is being able to have so much energy. And here I am realizing that it's just not there. And okay, it's two months in and I am feeling better. My brain, you know, I can think clearly. Yes, I still have to take breaks, but I can think clearly. And each day, day by day, physically, my body is feeling better. Um, emotionally it is, it is feeling better. And at the same time, I cry every single day still. And this was not me before. Yes. I've been through very hard things and just realizing that I don't know when it's fully going to be healed, you know? And the interesting thing about that as well is, um, cause you don't know what people are really, really dealing with. And I was, also listening to a Mel Robbins podcast recently. And she had mentioned about that. We are the only ones that truly know. Okay. There are people in our lives that maybe relate because they've been through certain things or, you know, we've all been through our hard stuff. Like the other day I was walking the streets and, and almost felt like I was in a movie because I was like, Whoa, like that person over there has been through so much to get to where they are today for them to be walking this street right now or walking into that place or doing their job or having that family or married to that person or going after their career, whatever, like they have had to go through really hard things to get here. And all of us have. And really having that, um, that reminder for yourself of, whoa, like you've been through it. Nobody else knows. You have to be your greatest cheerleader like you're the only one that, you know, you may feel completely alone. You may share with other people how you're really feeling and they're just not going to get it. And that's okay. It's really okay. People don't need to understand. All you need to continue to do is know and believe that you are healing each and every single day. And whatever is coming, the resilience that you're building is going to be better and greater than you could have ever imagined. And it's just building blocks, one on top of the other, on top of the other to build that resilience. So it is taking time. And I will say with that, there've been many things that I've been doing, um, going to different specialists, osteopath and chiropractic and massage and acupuncture, breath works and meditations. I was doing red light therapy, um, different types of, of, CBD supplements or a lot of herbs, 
um, um, a lot of, you know, reflection, a lot of sleep, a lot of really good, healthy nutrients and foods and detoxifications and saunas and, you know, all of these different things. And also realizing that my body physically is not capable of doing the exact same things. I have not been able to go for up until last week, I was not able to go to the gym. I couldn't walk for more than 30 minutes without taking a break and without feeling my brain fatigued and my body fatigued and, you know, exhausted. And right now I'm challenging myself. I'm going to the gym and I'm doing a little bit of movement and, you know, I'm not pushing myself. I'm, I'm seeing what my body is capable of in this moment after a couple of months it is so, so, so important to move because that is helping with our brain health. It's helping with our physical bodies. It's, you know, I've really realized, and I love dancing. And that was one thing, dancing, yoga, like I could not do any of that little, you know, tiny movements. I do my stretches. I do my stuff every single day, my PT work, but there's something, you know, when you really can't do, um, the things that you're normally capable of. And, the reminder of, wow, I went and I danced for the first time and I felt so alive. And yes, my head hurt. Yes. I, I, you know, realized that while I was dancing, I was like, okay, I need to stop now because I think I'm overdoing it, but realizing that it does get better and, and it builds the resilience. It takes time. So that patience needs to be there. And then number three is all about kindness and grace is the greatest need at this time. You know, I would say in the past, I was really bad at that. Over the past few years, I've gotten a lot better because uh, it, it, you know, just going after one hard thing and another hard thing and another hard thing, it just continues to remind you of, wow, I need to be kind to myself because this thing is out of your control. And I will say a big thing that I did realize about myself just recently was getting support with doing some, some healing work essentially. And I really realized that I was angry with myself still. And I also realized that from growing up, I was this person that, um, I was the oldest of four kids. I, um, also, you know, I, I carried the weight for anything and anyone to be sure that there was peace that was going on, be sure that, um, you know, if anybody really needed anything that I could be the rock for that, I could support and I could help. And I didn't realize until recently that a lot of situations in my life has caused me to become angry at myself because of the situation that I might've been put in. So for example, with now being in this car accident, I was even reflected back to, wow, there was a time in my life in elementary school where I had some really good friends. They were my best friends. And at the same time, they were the ones that made fun of me the most. They put me on blast in front of the whole entire school. And here I was the sweetest human and just trying to be a good person and be a good friend. And I didn't know why that was happening. And I was more angry at myself, wondering why I was the problem why they would be making fun of me, why I didn't see or notice, you know, that maybe I would have chose those type of friendships. And so it was more the blame on myself. And with this situation, with the accident in particular, 
realizing the same thing of, well, I'm angry at myself, not even necessarily the woman that did it. Like, yes, of course, I, I want justice. I want her to get paid for what, you know, she did. And at the same time, it's more the, um, the anger at myself of, you know, if, if there was anything that you could have done or, um, you're not where you used to be and like, keep going, get back up, get back to where you were, you know, you should be healed by now. Um, you don't want to be a burden to anybody else. So you better, you know, you better get it together so you can keep being everything to everyone. And that has been a theme of my entire life. All to say, I notice it. And within that, that is just the little girl that is crying out for desiring support in this time and um, knowing that I can't do it alone. And so that takes a lot of kindness. It takes a lot of grace to myself and that compassion where I've had to look at my little girl, you know, and, and just tell her and remind her that she is okay. Tell her and remind her that she is brave. Tell her and remind her that she's supported and that I'm going to take care of her. And that helps me even in this time of, okay, at the end of the day, there's nothing that you can do. It just creates more chaos when you're angry toward yourself. Healing comes in compassion. Healing comes in grace. Healing comes in this kindness. So it's a really big thing that I've been navigating and I'm still in it. So I'm, you know, my natural default is not <laughs> always the be kind and be gracious to yourself. And it is also that quick reminder that I have for myself of, oh yeah, that is the way that is what's really going to allow you to heal and be the best for everyone. So, so get back there. And number four is the grieving, the old version of myself, grieving the old version of who I was, you know, because just two months ago I was a different human. I was capable of things in a different way. I really felt and truly in my life, there was so much blasting off and I had so much energy. I was so motivated and oh my gosh, I saw so much for my life. And then in that instant, and right now, a couple months later, realizing, oof, it doesn't look the same. Everything that was planned is not happening. The launches that I had planned, the major projects, the huge financial things that were coming in as they used to be, even just two months ago. Accepting that that is my reality in this moment, come back and be like, ooh, who are you choosing to be today? Continue to get up. What is the story that you're rewriting today? What is possible today? And it's different than two months ago and that's okay or five years ago or whatever. So it's tough in that place to have realized how self-reliant I've been and as much personal development work I've done and healing work I've done, there's always more. There are always more layers to this onion. <laughs> the other day I said to a friend, I said, there's always more onions. <laughs> so yes, we have a lot of onions that we need to peel. So here I am in this exact moment and it is sticky. Like even as I share this right now is grieving who I was coming into this. I just envisioned this cocoon and it's you know, a little bit sticky. It's like ready to come out, but it's also trying to come out before it's ready. And then finally it breaks and becomes this beautiful butterfly and is able to finally fly. And I just think about that of, um, yeah, grieving is that just uncomfortable spot of what was into what is and what's becoming. It's hard and it's beautiful. 
Okay. Because in order, in order for the new things to blossom, you have to allow the to come about. You just have to allow them. You have to allow the stickiness. You can't run from it. If you run from it, oh man, it's all just going to pile up. So deal with it as it comes. And that's where I'm at. It's like, fine. If I feel like I need to cry right in this moment, I'm going to do that. If I feel that I'm, you know, feeling incapable is right now more than I used to. Great. I'm just going to sit in that. If people don't understand, I have to be okay with that. Something that has helped me so much and I swear by over the past few years um, to give me the most vitality and energy and mental clarity has been the Organifi green juice. I swear when I had adrenal dysfunction and could barely get out of bed or was just like trying to pound down a ton of coffee, um, this seriously changed my life. I ended up taking one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one at night. And after two weeks, I seriously was feeling the biggest difference in the world. And I have been taking it almost every single day since then. And uh, so that is my biggest, one of my biggest wellness hacks for anybody that is just truly wanting to come back to life. It has chlorella, um, spirulina, ashwagandha, so many um, incredible healing elements to the body that we truly, truly need. And no joke, it tastes so good. And there's only a couple grams of coconut sugar in there and it seriously tastes so good. I've had so many green juices, um, tried so many different types of products and this one by far is the absolute best. So I suggest um, go ahead and just check it out, Organifi, and then I also have a code for you guys because uh, they know that I love the green juice so much that they've given a code so I can share with all my friends and family, and it's just Jessdahl, J-E-S-S-D-A-H-L, and then you'll get a 20% discount. So whenever you get it, please let me know, tag me in it, shoot me a DM, and let me know how you feel. Um, how does your body feel? How does your mind feel? All of it. Anyway, I want to know. Thank you so much and enjoy that green juice. And number five is celebrating the wins. So this has been a really big thing of always coming into gratitude, coming into this place of, oh my gosh, like I have a roof over my head. I have incredible friends and family. I have people that love me and care for me and support me. I have food that I get to eat every day. I have a podcast mic that I get to, you know, bring messages out into the world. I, all of these things, I get to help people through difficult things. I get to ignite people into who they're created to be. And I still get to do that today. And even though it doesn't look the same, even though it's really hard, I just have so much love that's pouring into me that I'm like, wow, like, I don't know what I would do without all of this, you know? And so I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the sunshine. I'm grateful for my cup of coffee. I am all of these things. And every day is a new day to be able to come back to that. And then with celebrating the wins along with that, it's like, okay, if I slept a really good night and I feel good in the morning, that is a huge win. If I jump on this podcast and I finally record it and I put it out into the world, that is a huge win. If I get my email out to my email list every single week. That is a huge win. If I go and get this task done that feels way heavier than it would have ever felt 
you know, before and I do it, that is a freaking huge win. Yeah. So just all of these things, there's so many more, of course, but each day I come across them and I'm like, okay, it keeps us going. Number six is being willing to receive love and support and even ask for it. Now, this one is extremely hard for me. Um, I remember right after, right after it happened a couple of weeks later, I was speaking to one of my good friends, Natalie, and it was her idea that we use one of my old birthday group chats and just, you know, put it out there, create a prayer chain and just say, Hey, like, um, she wanted to start it and say, you don't have to do anything. I just want people to know what you are actually going through. And like every day, send a prayer for you because you need support right now. And then to be able to be open and honest about what you do need. And that what I, I remember I started crying because it's also that thing of, I do that for everyone. I'm like, okay, like, let's do something to support you. And how can we do that? And to have somebody else do that for me, um, was huge, like huge, huge, huge. The biggest, you know, gift. And I feel in these processes, sometimes it's tough to even know what you do need. And so when people offer support, send you, I don't know, whatever, like, here you go, I'm just going to like Venmo you or, Hey, I'm going to like send you a long, I'm going to give you a long hug, or I'm going to encourage you through these words or, you know, there's, or I'm going to talk to you about healing modalities, or I'm going to send you this product that's going to help heal you. Um, it has been the most empowering thing. And it, it feels very vulnerable because everything in me wants to do it myself. And that just goes to show my own self-reliance of, um, I don't want to be a burden. And I remember that also really popping up, um, very deep when my house burnt down a few years back and, and I, it was like, I literally needed help. Like I had nowhere to go and I needed support. And I was eating out of food banks that I used to help the homeless in. And it felt so weird. And even in this season, it feels extremely weird, uh, in the olden days and people living in their village it, and, you know, we, we talk about like, it takes a village to raise a child or it takes a village to do X, Y, Z. And it really truly does like is not doing well. Everybody feels it. And, but when we all support in our own ways, even just bringing a little bit of energy to the table, watch everybody rise. So I'm nothing without my community. I am truly so incredibly grateful. And I want everybody to know, like, thank you to those that have truly been there side by side with me, um, emotionally, mentally, you know, physically, financially, and spiritually in any kind of way. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because it has been a really tough season and, and you have meant the world. And I didn't know I was going to get emotional right now, but thank you. And so even with that, um, think about that in your own life, you know, of maybe you're feeling like you need the support. Maybe you're feeling like you're alone in some sort of way or that you're feeling really raw and you don't know how to open up about it. Reach out to one person, you know, reach out to a couple. If people know, people will want to support in some way. But if they don't know, how are they supposed to know and help and support? And those of you, you know, I, I do feel no matter what, like everything is about energy. And so even when you're going through your hardest times, how can you continue to 
to give. I know for me, something that keeps, keeps me going is always being of service. So every day messaging people about how amazing they are and how I love them and how I'm grateful for them, how to, you know, all of it. And, or if I have, I'm thinking about them and send them something or whatever it might be, but there's something each day that I make sure to do. And it's not like I need to check this off my box. Maybe it starts that way, you know, putting it in your calendar, but it truly transforms you when you really realize that, oh my gosh, like I am somebody that no matter what I'm going through, I can receive and I can give at the same time. And like, what if our whole world was able to be that and do that? And then, um, yeah, the number seven is sharing vulnerably and at the same time sharing the beauty of who you're becoming. So even with this episode, you know, I don't want this to be like a, oh, poor me. You know, this isn't like a, oh my God, everybody like look at my life now. And I was in this major thing and like, it sucks. Yeah. It's been really difficult. And at the same time, it's super beautiful because like, I mean, even for example, you know, the other day, um, where I live, I live in this beautiful, amazing place out here in Barcelona with two incredible humans. And, one of them asked in the kitchen the other day, they were like, how, how are you doing today? And I just was like, oh, you know, sound like a broken record. Um, it is great. And it's also hard. And then I just started tearing up and one of them just asked, you know, can I, can I hug you? And I was like, of course, so I'm like in her arms. And then the other one, so sweet, of course, brings light to it. And he's like, wow, it, it's, so it seems like you're cutting a bunch of onions over there, aren't you? And I just, you know, started laughing and he comes over and hugs and, you know, I just shared, I was like, man, it's just hard when I don't feel like myself. I don't feel fully like myself right now. Like what I was capable of, everything that, you know, was, is just not, and it's different. And, you know, they, they were just reminding me like, you are doing a great job. You really are. And at the same time, even offering and saying, you know, whatever it is that you do need, please let us know and how to support you. And, you know, like that offers an opportunity, one of growth for myself as I'm sharing in all reality, realistically, and for them an opportunity to support. Like we all get to, there is so much beauty in this, right? There's so much beauty in who we become. There's so much beauty in our character. There's so much beauty in in what is being written. So yeah, just that reminder that moments like this, it's sticky and it feels very uncomfortable. And no, I don't want everybody to see my tears every day, or I don't want, you know, people to feel like I'm weak or that there's something wrong all the time. And at the same time, even having that reminder too, of you're doing a great job reminds me like, okay, I am, I can get back up and keep moving forward. And we got this. Number eight, I, I feel that this is a time, <laughs> almost like not a new chapter of a book, but it's a whole new book that's being written. And so in this moment, it is like possibilities are endless. I mean, it's exciting. And as, as hard as it's been, I'm looking at this and being like, whoa, like now I just get to create from some crazy, amazing whiteboard. And what are we, what do we want to create here? You know, who are you becoming? Like there's something so beautiful and so brand new that slowing down, being internal, reflecting back, 
yes, I reflect all the time. Yes, I look at at things in my life, but really like this is like a new, a new way of doing it. And it has physically stopped me to where I have to. So I'm really excited about this new book that's being written. I mean, quite literally, I am writing something. And at the same time, just in general, like with life, this is like a new book. And so I even invite you into that. Like, what does that new creation of your life even look like? Even in this time, if things are just flowing and it's juicy and it's great, that's awesome. And if things are really tough and you're lost and you're confused and you don't know, and you're starting over, that's awesome. Both of them, you get to write this new part of this book or a whole new book like me. So it's interesting and I cannot wait to share even more. There's a lot on the horizon. Um, there's a lot that's actually, you know, happening right now. And at the same time, I'm being so open to this new book and what that looks like and building so much more discernment inside of me. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see it all coming together. And I would say two is the ninth thing is rem- things that have helped me a lot has been remembering these past experiences that have been so incredibly hard and difficult and how I've overcome them. Because that's the thing is we're always going to go through hard things in life. We just are. If you haven't had hard things, it's going to come. If you have hard, have, have had hard things, that was a tongue twister, have had hard things, (laughs) it's going to happen again. And so we have to go back to those moments. And I like to call them our five bar moments of where everything is just so clear. Like you're on a cell phone, it's five bars, it's clear, it's great. And so you have to go to that moment of where you remember you went through a hard time and you overcame that. And it was so clear. So there were many times I looked back of going through you know, going through an eating disorder, physical disorder, um, body dysmorphia, going through an orthorexia, going through being raped when I was young, going through nonprofit partnership, um, falling outs and breakups and giving up, you know, my biggest dreams and relationship stuff and house burning down and dealing with loved ones that struggle with a lot of hardships and addiction and, you know, these things that we have overcome. And so now I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, okay, I have overcome a lot. And here's just another building block of what I'm going to continue to overcome. I've done it then and I can do it now. And it looks a little bit different now, but we're doing it. So, and remembering that it's temporary, like all of this is temporary and the new book is being written. Okay. And (laughs) the last thing, the 10th thing, that is so funny. And I was telling a friend about this yesterday is that I know, and I just have to embrace that I am somebody that when I go through something that I have learned, I will teach it and embracing that, letting that be okay. Where it's like, this is the opportunity for you to relate and have empathy even more with people in your life that have gone through really hard things. And you actually know what you're talking about. You actually have something it's like, yes, I, I do. I don't know your exact right in this moment because you are you. And at the same time, I have been there and I have had to do the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical work. And so it's just funny. It's just funny that it's like, okay, that is like part of my life's work of what I have been through or experienced. I will teach it. So accepting that and letting that be okay. And letting that be a force for good. And that's also a big reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because sometimes 
and the way that I used to think is I'm going to teach from a place of being over it and done with it. But there's also something really beautiful about coming in and sharing authentically with where I am now. Like I still, like I said, I still feel sticky even talking about this. And at the same time, it's really beautiful because I'm sharing from this very real authentic place of where I'm at right now. And I'm learning so much through the process. So why not put it out there and people can resonate with it in whatever way, or they can take something that sticks with them, leave whatever else, you know, whatever else you want to leave. And that's great. I don't mind. Yet it is this pull and this desire of bringing in more of these vulnerable vulnerable places of where we are now um, and what we're learning in this moment and how we're also getting through in this exact time and moment. So yeah, I really hope that this is something that is not just inspiring for you or just like a an interesting sob story or um I don't want anybody to you know feel bad for me or whatever but it's just the reality of hey we all go through it we all have things in our lives that we never thought or imagined or could have you know pictured to happen to us that are out of our control yet it's what we do with them that actually matters. It's who we become in the process. It's the character that we build. It is how we go out and we continue to serve other people. And so that is my goal is through my life to constantly be this overflow, this exchange of energy of, wow, if I have received information or gone through a lived experience, I then want to be able to give and offer support in whatever way that I can, right? and empower people and who they are and where they're going and developing. And that is what I love. That is what I love. I love developing people on the regular and um, empowering. And I mean, I do that with my coaching clients. I do that in my masterminds and my retreats and this podcast and my everyday interactions, just taking it deeper and wondering like how I continue to be that in every moment. So I hope that you liked this episode. If it was helpful for, t- for you, I would love for you to share it. Go share it with a friend. Um, just go ahead and copy the share link and then send it through a text message or post on your Instagram. And you can tag me at Jess, J-E-S-S, doll, D-A-H-L underscore. And then I'll go ahead and share it. And then definitely re- leave a review. That is so helpful. And anybody because I, like I said, I love empowering people, but if there is anybody that feels like they're in a place where they are, they just know that there's something deep inside of them that just needs to come out into fruition and you don't know what that is yet, um, I want to help you. And, or those that already have maybe a business or you have you know, something, you are that entrepreneur in your life, yet you feel like there's a pivot happening or you feel like something is missing or you feel like you want to expand to the next level and you feel stuck, I want to help you too. So reach out to me at my email, jess at jessdahl.com. And I would love to have a chat with you about different coaching opportunities, mastermind opportunities, and it's going to be epic. I love you all. Thank you so much for your time and I can't wait for the next one. See you soon.